the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Catholic. This is Marianela Nunez, and I am so excited with this podcast today. We have a little bit of a different scenario because our beloved Mike Walsh, Director of Communication for the Diocese, has, uh, you know, left the microphone away, and we are introducing for the first time my uh, new co-host and also colleague for the Office of Catholic Schools, Mike Brass. Hey, Mike. How you doing, Marianella? I am so well. Welcome to the Talking Catholic podcast for the first time. Are you excited? I am very excited. I'm a big podcast fan, so especially Talking Catholic, so I'm excited to be on this side of the uh, of the device, so to speak. Not only did you get to co-host today, but you also got to kind of like, you know, get the uh, all the equipment to manage and, you know, the timer, everything else we have. Like, you look kind of cool. I, this, this is the most equipment I've ever dealt with, so as long as I don't <laughs> touch any buttons, and we just talk in the microphone, I think we'll be okay. I think we will. Uh, Mike, can, can you tell you know our listeners um, what do you do for the diocese and what's your role? Sure. I am the marketing and communications manager for the Office of Catholic Education, as we call it on the social media, South Jersey Catholic Schools. So I do everything to try to help promote Catholic schools in South Jersey through social media. Uh, sometimes we you know do radio, internet, everything you know the website so that's my role and and big part of my role that i really have a good time with is actually helping the schools with their own marketing you know promoting themselves how they do it what kind of tips they need best practices so i have a lot of fun visiting the schools going to events helping them figure out how to best put themselves in the best light that's pretty cool i think you know it's a wonderful thing to for me to work with you and um, i'm excited to share this podcast today so we have a very interesting conversation and a lot of people on the table so i think we're not going to take a lot of time to just chit chat because we have good content to give you people so uh we're going to introduce who we have on the table and we're going to let them do it by themselves so we start here with uh this wonderful lady here who are you and who's in the podcast today? I'm great. Uh, my name is Sister Rose DeFlory. I'm the assistant superintendent in the Catholic Schools Office. And uh, I've been in my position here at the diocese and in the Catholic Schools Office for 27 years. Wow. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast one more time. You've been with us before. So yes, it's wonderful you. to have you again. And uh, following we have... Hi, I'm Bobby Lockwood. I'm director of curriculum and assessment for the Catholic Schools Office. And this is my second year. Welcome to the podcast again, Bobby. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be an exciting conversation. So please talk a lot. <laughs> Usually I, I don't get complaints about that. <laughs> All right. And who do we have next? Uh, hello, I'm uh, Bill Watson. I am the superintendent of Catholic schools and the secretary of Catholic education. And I've been with the diocese for nine years uh, in this office, and I'm entering my fourth year as superintendent. Welcome back, Bill. I uh, I know you were one of those voices that our podcast uh, listeners uh, really love and know, and it's always exciting to have you back and get you to share the good news about Catholic education in the diocese. Well, it's great to be here, and you know we're all all of us, all all the five people around the table. I think um, really excited about Catholic schools in general. We wouldn't be here if we weren't. But I but I think excited about this year uh, in uh, in in particular ways too. So it's a good time to be talking. That's awesome. And for these podcast listeners, I feel like, you know, I am home. I'm with, uh, you know, my, my colleagues. And it's kind of like 
like a staff meeting a little bit because uh, we're going to be talking Catholic schools and this is all we do all day long. So Yeah, you know. this seems to be the easiest conversation I think we'll have today, you know, in, in terms of we know exactly what we're talking about and, and can do it in a, in a free space. So it's going to be a fun time. Exactly. So just to get started with the conversation, uh, we would like to hear how do you feel in terms of being prepared for the year? Like uh, I would ask Dr. Watson, Bill, um, how do we feel about getting started for this academic year? Yeah, you know, I think I, I feel great about it. You know, <laughs> but, then, but you know, then again, I have five kids at home. You know, ages seven to thirteen. Parents so are celebrating at I this would, time of I, the year. I wish right. school started last week. You know, <laughs> I, it's funny. You know, kids they um, and adults, I think, to some extent, just. Uh, you know, long for structure and in, in certain ways. And of course, Catholic schools, all schools are, are you know, have some structure uh, to them, their routine, but Catholic schools in particular are known for our structure and discipline. And that's, you know, very much uh, a backbone of how we, um, of how kids learn and, and how we learn together in Catholic schools. So um, yes, as a parent, as I'm sure many parents are, you know, very excited for school, but also as superintendent, I, this is a uh, this summer has felt a little bit longer than the last two, yeah. uh, and I think uh, other people have told me that, and I think that that means we've we've been able to um, uh, relax a little bit more, and we kind of know for the moment the landscape as it pertains to uh, the COVID pandemic and the um, uh, the ch challenges we've had, and sure. but, but I think everyone, principals, teachers, parents, students, our office, we've we've learned to kind of kind of adapt, and so we've adapted a little bit this year, of course, and in uh, in different ways, and so uh, for good or for bad, we're a little bit more in that cadence, and I do think that we're at a at a position now where school. When it opens, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons why it's a little bit more exciting. Uh, when school opens, it will look and feel a lot like school did at the end of last year, uh, which is a lot like school looked and felt the way we all remember it. Uh, you know, where we were, you know, teachers. It's so exciting. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> able to do the kinds of things that really make us the the thriving communities that we are. So that's that's a particularly exciting piece about this year. So it was kind of like a different uh, type of planning for the beginning of the year. Like I've you know been in our office in the past years where we have um, dealt with all the COVID situations, and and this year definitely has felt like a different type of preparation. What have the Office of Catholic Schools focused on? Uh, during this time to prepare for the year? Well, I can, I can speak, um, you know, maybe just to kind of get the ball rolling. You know, we, we think about the kinds of things that we do in, in different categories. You know, yeah. one is uh, kind of uh, Catholic identity and school culture. Another is academics and the academic excellence that we have. And the other is just the kind of nitty-gritty nuts and bolts of the day-to-day -day stuff. Um, and, and to your point, Marinella, for the last couple of years, that nitty-gritty nuts and bolts stuff has been um, very tied into health and safety. Now, of course, we're still very aware of that, and, and we take the, um, the steps that we need to. But we've been able this year to, to sort of get back to more of the Catholic identity pieces and the academic pieces. So we've been, we've been helping the, um, the principals to, to prepare for the, for the year. Um, I would say... Um, we are about two weeks out from what's our kind of unofficial beginning of the school year, which is when we bring all the Catholic school leaders from elementary and high schools together, and we we talk about the the coming year. Um, and I and I, I I think from the I, I know from the Catholic identity standpoint, uh, a couple of the things that we're really excited about for this year are you know number one kind of 
being able to uh, get back to feeling comfortable doing the kinds of things that we do as community, gathering in the ways that we're used to doing, of course, celebrating Mass together. Uh, and in particular, this year, as part of the nationwide uh, Eucharistic revival, we're excited about uh, providing even more opportunities for kids to learn about the Mass, uh, to celebrate Mass, to understand the Eucharist and experience the Eucharist as a real presence of Jesus in our lives. Um, and it's, I mean, those are great things to, to talk about and focus on. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and we're excited about the different ways that, you know, students and teachers and principals are all going to be involved in that. That's so exciting, Mike. I think, you know, one of, one of the things that I think parents would be really interested in would be, uh, you know, academically speaking, how um, how is it going to change now that we're kind of like going back to pre-COVID type of scenarios? What are the things that uh, Dr. Lockwood is excited about to share with our listeners here? Well, the, as I was listening to Bill speak, I, I kept thinking... Um, it felt like a, a longer summer, but we we had more to do during it in a way because uh, I'm mindful of when we finished the year. It might have been just before we finished the year. Uh, Bill had put together a grid of everything that we were our summer projects and things we were going to be working on, and it was like two pages long and I, you know in very fine print. And I remember <laughs> thinking, oh yeah, when I put this list together, I was like, oh yeah, we can get through all this with no problem. And then. You know, the ten things that I put on there, I was like, I think I got two of those done. Um, <clears throat> But overall, the theme that I think I've been focusing on is back to basics, really, for you know academic preparation for the kids and for our teachers as well. I think we spent – I'm mindful of something Bill said at the K-12 meeting when I first got here a few years ago. He said to, in front of the group to me, thanks for getting on the moving train. And uh, like we were full force into COVID. Yeah, that's right. And all the preparations and, and health and safety and making sure that everybody was safe. Um, and then that, that ride has changed as we have been on the train. And for this past summer in particular, uh, I'll even f- go back further a year. It was like we thought it was going to be a normal year last year. And yes. then it didn't. Right. It turned out not to be <laughs> yeah. at all. We're afraid so, that right. that doesn't happen again. <laughs> and, um, it was like, okay, so we have to pivot again yeah. and we have to refocus on some of those things. And, um, you know, I think we were uh, – we were very mindful of the stress and the pressures that uh, teachers and families and kids and the administrators are facing. And so um, it's like, okay, we're not going to ask them to do that this year. Um, and so now that we're in 22, 23, upcoming here for the school year, it's like, all right, what are those things that we put off that we really need to get back to and kind of focus on? You know, for example, um, we have not had um, common professional development for teachers in at least a few years. And so that's something that we're coming back to. As Bill had mentioned, you know, we're going to focus on Catholic identity, but also um, their professional growth as educators, and we're going to look at assessment overall and, and you know, how we're uh, using that in the classroom overall uh, to help the kids and help them grow academically. Um, so it's, um, you know, I, I think the best way, as I said, to put it is, like, let's refocus on the things that, you know, make us us. Um, one of those being, uh, most importantly, our, our Catholic formation of kids and of our teachers. Um, but then also, from the academic side, how do we help kids uh, thrive ultimately and make them successful? 
That's amazing. I think, you know, the, the other piece um, would be uh, for our listeners to kind of like understand, could you speak a little bit about, you know, what you saw in terms of differences between like, you know, the 2020 academic year and uh, 21 and, you know, what you expect as a difference for next year? I think I've blocked out most of that year. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but I very vividly remember where I was at the time. I was superintendent in Diocese of Metuchen, and I remember the day that we started closing schools. Mm-hmm. And I that's burned into my memory. I don't think I'll ever forget that. We did it a little differently than Camden. I know Camden had the, the bishop had said we're closing all the schools, and we did it a little differently up north. And uh, that's all I really remember, to be honest with you, when it comes to. Uh, what happened to that point so but when I was here for 20 uh, 2020 21 um, I remember looking at lots of uh, documentation as I walked into the door to determine how are we doing remote learning what is remote learning going to look like when kids are out when we're when we're remote we get, I use these numbers a lot but we gave a remote option that year for anyone who wanted it and it, you know one school for example we had like 35 percent of the, the population was remote at one school yeah and then we could have another school where it was like one percent you know there was like only a couple of kids took that option um so that was um they had a lot of variety of what was going on in the schools at that point and and trying to support them with all of those different needs um we really had to focus and be creative on on how to best support them um so that's why I said flash forward now to, okay, we don't have to think about, you know, and, and kind of adjust to those types of things anymore. Um, when it comes to the health and safety of the kids, um, and, and for example, we had even said, you know, well, we're going to have to uh, have an abridged version of some of our curriculum documents and, and guides because we weren't going to be able to get through everything. Right. And for our some of our teachers, I think that was that was anxiety provoking because they're, it, it removed the routine of some of the work that they do in teaching. Sure. Um, and we said, well, all right, we need to focus on the priorities. Um, and so I think that's a major difference for, for this year is that we don't have the need anymore for remote learning yeah. overall with the kids um, and asking teachers to do that and families to do that. Um, and so we're able to uh, I'm, I'm saying this cautiously and carefully, but get back to normal you right. know, with some of the way we've done things in the past overall. In the but, best way we can, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. But learning, it's a learning opportunity as well to know, like, okay, what can we take from, you know, yeah. those, those experiences and what we learned from uh, teaching during COVID and how can we take the best parts of that and use it for this year and moving forward? And there are little things, too, in the schools, you know, like that. that's one of the, you know, sort of major thing. But, um, you know, you walk through schools now as they're opening up and, you know, they look like school's about to open in a week. But one of the things you notice is that um, teachers are setting up their classrooms in the elementary schools very, very similar to the way they looked two or three years ago. Um, students, they're, they're setting up for students to work together, yeah. uh, you know, which is and, – and again, they, they, I, I, our, our teachers are amazingly creative people and they, they found ways for that to happen. But it's a lot easier when you can actually sit near other kids that you're working yeah. with. Um, so that – so – I think the teachers, you know, that I've spoken with are are, re, are are excited to kind of have their their full uh, the full array of mm-hmm. uh, pedagogies or, or um, 
approaches available to them again. Um, and because when you're teaching simultaneously with uh, people uh, in the classroom, and that's the thing about remote learning. I mean, there's remote learning. Sure, we can all go home and I'll teach you over a, over a computer. But when some are at home and some are in front of you, I mean, that it severely limits what you can actually do in terms of your the activities you can you yeah. can you can have yeah you're at so, the mercy of the situation and, and, at and home they, yeah and they did a wonderful job I mean mm-hmm. I think you know Bobby will be able to tell you I mean, we we look across lots of standardized test scores and and uh, you know academic different academic indicators and we really didn't see any any dip you know from no one, learning losses one year to the next you know which you know through all of this which really I think says a lot about the creative ways that like teachers were able to teach with one hand tied behind their back uh, and, and then their face in front of a camera uh, which which is obviously you know there's they're very committed to the students and that and and I think those those kinds of labors of love so to speak are are um, are great indicators of that and it, for that example I'm sorry no go ahead but I think yeah. for that example we had to um, adapt as we went along you know because it was easy for for me at points to say, well, yeah, just turn the camera on and have it face you, and then teach you know teach both both at the same time. And um, and but as I as I said that, and as I actually you know went to schools and saw how that was working or not working, like we really had to, to pivot in certain cases and say, okay, that wasn't the way we thought it was going to be, and yeah. so let's readjust here and uh, let's try a different approach. More overall. more tech savvy teachers than others, and you know yeah, and then situations and even parents, right? Some parents who knew how to do it right others that didn't you know and, and I think you know it's interesting that you, you know you mentioned getting back to certain things and I think in, in our in, in Marion Ellen I's world of, of how we're involved in the schools we see that too in some of the events and programs that they're allowed to you know that the schools are bringing back and and wanting to do again because families want to be back out and they want to it's that sense of community that's that I think is people want again and, and it's making it easier and, and you know as as I keep saying you know from the easiest thing way to describe my job is cute kids doing cute stuff you know and and I think that you know for social media purposes and even just giving us the the platform to say what we do that's just be, being able to do that again is going to be exciting for this year I think and I, and and for our teachers for our principals for our families to be able to enjoy be, that yeah, yeah enjoy that and be a part of that again I think it's, it's going to be a lot if of fun. families that join um, our schools at the beginning of the pandemic uh, you know are staying with us uh, I think this year is promising to be you know a much better year so if you liked it well you know all of that was happening I think uh, this year promises to be a much better experience so be excited and pray to our Lord that you know this still remains the case because you know we don't know but we are hopeful for the best yeah. And I know that we have – I know the schools are overly excited about getting back to some <laughs> yeah. of those basics. Um, you know, we had – I'm mindful of uh, – I sat on a, a committee with Bill about um, um, some funding, the grant money that we had available to schools. And uh, well, a few of them said, well, now that we're able to work together again, like, I want to put in a STEM lab. <laughs> you know, And so yeah. I was like, okay, this is exciting. You know, we're back to doing activities that kids can work together that they, they hadn't really – weren't able to do as much in, for the past few years. And so um, I, I know in particular science teachers are excited to get back into labs mm-hmm. and opportunities for kids to work with one another yeah, in yeah. that capacity. That's wonderful. Sister Rose, like, you know, you've been sitting here so patiently. So we want to hear your voice and, like, you know, you as the assistant superintendent of schools and uh, government programs, you know, in your perspective, how do you feel about this year coming up? Well, first of all, I know we've been talking so far about the um, – 
getting back to normal after the pandemic and well, a lot of times we've been thinking lately about what used to happen before pre and post pandemic <laughs> uh, but but I kind of like to look at my experience here in uh, the Diocese of Camden in the Catholic schools uh, as more of a totality and as I mentioned this will years? be my 27th uh, first day of school uh, <laughs> accompanying the principals and teachers uh, in in our schools and I have to say that you know when we come to that meeting that we spoke about uh, the meeting that we had two weeks ago with uh, with all of our principals uh, I, I've experienced that meeting many times as well and it's kind of like almost an intangible thing in terms of describing it but uh, there is always the same from my first year till till this past year there's always the same level of seeming excitement anticipation uh, as the principals are walking into the meeting as they're getting their coffee uh, they're happy to see each other first of all because they haven't uh, probably for the summer and uh, they're just very, very genuinely uh, excited and, and can't wait for, for, for the, to be on that parking lot, uh, you know, next, <laughs> next week and be the first one to greet the, the students that are coming. I mean, once, once they show up, it's all, it, it, it's, it's real, you yeah. know. It's real. It's going to happen. But Another I, year. <laughs> but I marvel at the, at the dedication of, of, our, of our leaders in our schools, and, and I have for, for all of the time that I've been here. There are some principals that we have that are here as long as I am or almost as long as I am, and we run the gamut from that right up until we have a, a few new principals each year, and, and we're happy that we were able to, uh, you know, get get the principals that we needed uh, for uh, as new for this year. But no matter how long they've been here, whether it's one year or 21 years, uh, it, it's like that sense of starting over again, starting fresh, yep. not just starting fresh after, you know, the, the uh, pandemic, but just it's a whole new year yeah. it's a whole new year full of opportunities and uh, there's an article in Star Herald uh, from our superintendent of schools who's sitting here at a table with us and there's a phrase you use uh, for um, Catholic schools describing them as um, you know old and new kind of like uh, Oh, the hundred-year startup. Do you remember yeah. what, what yeah, that phrase was? One hundred-year-old startups. Exactly, yeah. and and I love that phrase. Yeah. Can you explain why you use that to yeah, describe our yeah. schools? Yeah, I, I didn't invent it. Um, it's been used before to describe Catholic schools, and I, it, it it attempts, I think, to capture the the tradition that people mm-hmm. love about Catholic schools. And there's something, you know, that sort of works about Catholic schools. Many things that work about Catholic schools, but the startup piece is. You know, the context for Catholic schools has changed over the last decade, 27 years, 100 years. Um, So we do new and different things. So, for example, as Bobby said, we're sort of inventing um, different ways to engage students in the kind of critical thinking, the kind of integration of thinking about content and thinking about our responsibility in the world uh, from a Catholic lens that you would do in a – um, uh, a science, technology, engineering, and math or STEM lab, uh, or in one of the schools that created a uh, a makerspace, you know, where kids mm-hmm. can invent and and, yeah. and create their own uh, solutions to problems, right? So it creates a new space to do the kinds of things that Catholic schools are known for, uh, which is to, through a system of kind of order and discipline, uh, create a disciplined mind or nurture a disciplined mind that can solve problems yeah. and that can solve them not as a robot but as a thinking human being and a, you know acting morally in the world. So 
so that's that, that's exciting to me, right? Where we have this like long tradition of being these places, but we're doing it in new ways. You know, we're not not content to just kind of sit and and try what we did five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen. Which is not to say that some of those things are not equally effective today, and those are the things that we use. Yep. But you know, kids change, and their attitudes change, and the context change, and families change, and. And we kind of adapt with that a little bit, kind of reinventing new ways to bring the the old message, the timeless message, really, the gospel, right? And 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 who we're called to be as Christians uh, to today's world. So that's that's I mean, to me, that's one of the most exciting things about working in Catholic schools in particular, and 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 being a part of this ministry. Yeah, I, I have to agree, and I I think we pointed this out, but I'm around, especially around this table, the newest person to the team. I've been <laughs> just a shade under a year. I think I looked in my uh, notebook, and I started roughly around the 13th of September last year. So it'll be a year in, in just a few yeah. weeks. But it is that that kind of thinking back to my. Catholic school education and looking at it now as my t- you know two children enter it for the first time and and seeing all the differences and even joking with you know my wife at home about she would ask me a question about well did you do this in Catholic school and I'm think well no it's different now it's changed and there's new things and and the kids are it's it's we're just you know we're there to to be this you know same if not better you know than some of the other schools in the area and we've got innovative ways that we're doing this, you know, and, and the, the, all the schools show that I think the enthusiasm of our principals has already been mentioned, the teachers, it, it, it bears itself out in those examples for sure. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting as a, as the, you know, as the marketing communications person who's promoting these types of things, being also a parent who's learning about them at the same time and a new employee on top of that to say, okay, how are we doing this? What does this mean? How, how should we talk about it? And, and this team has obviously been great in helping me with that. But I think, you know, it's it's interesting taking it from those different lenses and being able to see it in all those different ways. Definitely. You know, one of the things about, you know, when you see Catholic schools depicted in the media, right, you know, like it, they, they seem very restrictive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's you know, certain stereotypes that I don't think I need to sort of uh, – Articulate. Everybody can sort of close their eyes and think of having seen a Catholic school in the, the, in the, in the movies, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or even, you know, from lived experience, yeah, you know, 50 from... years ago, and this is, you know, what a Catholic school looked like and, and – or 60 or whatever it is. And in and, and the times was, was effective that way. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that is actually, you know, sort of the irony of those places feeling or looking restri- restrictive is that – Catholic schools have been and are now incredibly freeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I speak specifically about the freedom. I mean, it's fundamentally the freedom of religion uh, and the freedom to express that religion, but it's the freedom to um, help students to develop into free people mm-hmm. who God made them to be, right? Yep. Free to um, free to love, really. And, and, you know, I don't want to be too uh, philosophical about it, but I, that's so important today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so, so important that, um, you know, yes, we have discipline and structure, but those are mechanisms that we use to help uh, students understand who they are, not only at, to learn academic subjects, not only to learn about religion, but to live it. Mm-hmm. And and as I mentioned before, in the case of the, the science labs, you know, to really to think, you know, ethically and morally 
but not generically, mm -hmm. you know, re really specifically through a, a Catholic lens and Catholic scripture and tradition, um, which provides a very clear sense of um, the, the reality of who God is and who we're called to be. And, and as far as I'm concerned, again, I'm a little biased on the superintendent of Catholic schools, right? <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, if you if you don't have the freedom to teach the whole student, yeah, then you don't have the freedom right. to teach. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's one of the things. As a parent, you know, if I, and I know that I'm on the same page with the kids in my my um, with the teachers in my kids' school um, because we we understand that we both have the freedom to to teach all you know teach the whole child so to speak as we say and and that's that's a hundred year old tradition right uh, more than that uh, especially in this area that we just that hasn't changed but we find new ways to connect and to do that and I think that's really important you know one of the things that I think when you when you talk about you know educating the whole child and that's kind of like what we do in Catholic schools I think about my own experience and how you know the little Catholic things that we did in my Catholic school experience really shape a lot of who I am today like you know going to mass is, is you know our most beautiful tradition and celebration and, and it's very important for us Catholics and um, you know I remember that I started to be a lector uh, for the masses and you know that was kind of like I loved that experience and I didn't know I could do that when I was you know in sixth grade and that was so, so exciting for me and you know started to to be excited about being in mass or singing in the choir and, and you know starting to play an instrument and all of these things like we do uh, kind of like to celebrate who we are and our Catholic identity but you know kids who, who love these experiences can go on and kind of like develop themselves that way so yeah I, and, and I think the, the the, the idea of that freedom, too, that you mentioned, that freedom to express your religion, I think is a, a more important today than, at, you know, any other time. And I think that is something, again, that our Catholic schools can do is give the kids a chance to understand it's okay to want to be Catholic, right? And, and in, in that sense, and I think about, again, think about my own kids and my youngest son is going to be an altar server. And, and I remember doing that. And, you know, that's not only is there the confidence from going to mass every Sunday and seeing the other kids up there and, and wanting to be a part of that mass experience, but also now going to Catholic school and being other around other kids that are just as excited about doing those types of things, being a part of the choir, being a lector, you know, that that, that comes from being around like, like-minded like groups and people who are free to express that. And, and when in other areas that you can't do that or you don't feel as comfortable to do that, I think. And I, I think that's a great point on another benefit, you know, and I think the, the restrictive nature, you know, we we joke about the uniforms and things like that. Did you get the like ruler that. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, yeah, the ruler or just, but I, 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 I tell people all the time when I'm talking about pointing out those benefits to the, especially to the schools, the uniform, you know, as an example, we talk about the uniforms a lot, but there's, there's structure and there's accountability and there's things that come up to now at 38 years old myself I take with how I dress and how I keep myself appropriate we joke about at home about me making the bed every day a lot of that comes from my Catholic school upbringing of being wanting to be held you know accountable for the things that I do in a positive way not just you know in terms of detentions and things like that you know it's it, there's there's things that you don't realize until you're an adult that you say that 
that was partially because of what I did at school. Did you get a lot of detentions? Oh, so many. Me and the janitor were such good friends because we were the only two people there at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, and and that's another thing I, I think I've I've told the guys in the office, and I'll just share this you know quickly. But it, my wife is very excited for the kids to as as am I to for the kids to go to Catholic school this year, and she had the um, book uh, the rule book open uh, online handbook. the handbook yeah. <laughs> open online, and she's just so excited. She says, "Guys, look at this!" and and if you don't do this, this and and one of my uh, kids came in and just said, "Mom, why are you?" so excited for us to get in trouble and she's she's well not not that you're going to get in trouble you are good kids but just that there is some structure to your day and that there's cause and an effect to to what things happen and and she's just to to see that and to know that there's going to be you know that that sort of structure in in the day helps with the other things right i i I always feel for myself, organization breeds creativity for me. So I feel like in our schools, that's very similar. If you're given the ability to have a structured day, then the other stuff becomes easier because you don't have to worry about that, that those other you know, the small things. So, so true. Yeah. Can you come and talk to my kids about that? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Because listen, I'm a, I'm a disciple. Believe me, I'm right there with you. But, you know, you know what, what else do they say? You know, like the prophet is not believed in his own land. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, get, uh, yeah. if, if you came in and talked to my kids about, um, you know, maybe exercising some of that Catholic school organization over the summer. Right, yes. You know, that yeah. would be that Especially terrific. when you have five of them, that, yeah. that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, you're, you're just unfortunately <laughs> outnumbered at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. that might that might be the problem. You know, I was thinking I was going to do like this round uh, table question um, for all of us to kind of like answer about what is it? There's one thing that you are very excited about for this particular year. What, is, what you know, has your head thinking, wow, if that happens, that would be amazing. Can we start with uh, you, Mike? Do you want, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, again, I this will be my you know quote unquote first full year of school. I did start after the school year opened, so I, I did get to experience a lot of things. But I think I'm most excited to see what we've just been talking about. What a quote unquote you know potentially regular school year looks like. I I really enjoy going to the schools and seeing the kids in action in the classroom, in different activities at mass. You know, and and I have the privilege of being the person with the camera or the phone or you know go, or going with our friends at the Catholic Star Herald to go to these events. So that's what I'm most excited about is to continue to do that. And I think one B of that is. Go, is being able to really promote Catholic schools in South Jersey this year, really get my head around it. I, I, I thank, uh, I thank the whole team really of giving me some space in that first year. And I think Dotser Watson said to me, you know, there's a lot of schools. It's going to take you some time to understand all of them, you know, and really take this first year to get the lay of the land. And and so now I'm in this year two where now I'm ready to really put some action into all of these thoughts that are, you know, around my head and, and on in my notebook, as you love to uh, to take a look at when we're, when we're taking marks. notes in yeah, <laughs> my check boxes and my to do list. So I'm that, I think those are the two major things I'm really excited for for the year. That's wonderful. What about you, Bill? Um, I'm going to take two also, because since Mike did, he started a precedent. Um, one, and we've already talked about this, but I, you know, one of the things I'm excited about, and, and you know, if it really happens, is um, re- is really being able to kind of roll with the challenges that come up 
and adapt to them and keep moving. And we've done that for the past two years, but yeah. it's been a ter- it's been a big stress on everybody because everything was new. And we know this year that you know we've over the last what two and a half years we've learned that um, the pandemic can take a turn and catch us unaware. But I think we're better prepared now. People are are um, are much more adaptable. I think Bobby spoke before about you know the hard work that uh, teachers have done to you know do whatever it takes. And last year, yes, you know, it was difficult, but kind of we learned to do whatever it takes and more in stride. And my hope is this year it, it becomes even more in stride and, and it feels like we're, we're able to do all the things that we've said we're excited about yeah. doing this year. So that you never know how things are going to go, but I think that's something from an operations standpoint to really um, – that all the stuff we've talked about here in terms of being sort of, you know, a um, – for lack of a better term, a normal school year. And we know that there are things, things will happen, but I do think that we're much better equipped now to kind of roll with it. And that's everybody, students, parents, teachers, principals. So that's number one. It's a little, little foundational. The second thing is something that is a little bit more um, abstract, you know, to, to, to what's happening, you know, in the classroom. But one of the things we talk about um, and that research has shown is that good Catholic schools – almost always, the best Catholic schools almost always have the best Catholic school leaders. Leadership is so important, and finding the, the, the right principles is so important, and we've been so blessed to have the right people find us. You know, the Holy Spirit has led people to us and us to them, and, and it's worked. Um, but I'd like to help the Holy Spirit out a little bit, you know, and give <laughs> plant the seed a little bit more. And so we're finally this, this year going to be able to do um, – a little bit more of that. We're going to be able to create, or one of our goals is to uh, create a kind of discernment uh, process for people interested in being Catholic school principals, wherever they may come from, uh, whether that is uh, current teachers in Catholic schools or teachers in public schools or people retired from other other walks of life or you know, wherever. Um, and then we're going to be able to kind of put a program in place to let people know what you know what opportunities are available and and what it. Uh, maybe tune their ear a little bit to listen if they're being called, and then if they are, to help them kind of develop what they need to develop sure. in order to in order to do the job. So that's that's very very exciting because that's a really important piece of the yep. future of Catholic schools. Um, so I'm very excited uh, about that. And and as a corollary, I hope you know if I'm you know being especially hopeful that we will. Uh, be able to do something similar for people who'd like to teach in Catholic schools. Yeah. Um, you know, almost like uh, that would, might even be as, as simple as information sessions and job fairs and that kind of thing for people who maybe have questions or make assumptions then want to have them, you know, want to test them a little bit. That's uh, going to be actually always, my next question cause, to cause, you. Because we're always looking for great people, both as school <laughs> yeah. leaders and teachers. Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. And I was going to ask you, like, you know, there's uh, such a, you know, shortage of teachers, you know, nationwide right now. I think the there's a, a lot of discernment going on in uh, teachers' lives right now. So if you would be able to, um, you know, tell a person who um, might be discerning right now, why is it good to teach in a Catholic school? What would you tell them? I would say the first thing that came to my mind as you're sort of asking that question is the kids need you. Mm. I mean, this is all about, the like we talked about before, the development of our children sure. and and helping our kids understand 
that they are a precious child of God, no matter how old they are. So are you and me. Um, and they have, they have dignity because of that. And they have a specific purpose in this life and help them develop the tools to pursue that. And I don't think you have to look too far around to recognize that we need that message for young mm-hmm. people so much like more today than we've ever needed it and we just keep needing it more and more and so there's this opportunity i think for anybody who's interested um to step into a classroom and do that and if you've and yes teaching's hard you know you teach especially your first year of teaching if you've never done it it's really hard um but i i also think that when your heart is in the right place and you're driven by that mission um, the rest of the pieces, there's so much support around you, like with the other teachers in the school, mm-hmm. you know, the, the rest, you know, to kind of, to, to, um, to do the rest. And if you come with that, kid, kids sort of believe a witness, right? Pope St. Uh, Paul VI said, you know, uh, today's generation listens more to a witness than a teacher. And if they listen to teachers, it's because they're good witnesses. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first thing. I mean, that that's, and, and again, that's a little bit esoteric, a little maybe abstract, um, but I, I, I think for anybody who's interested in teaching at all, um, whether they have the background or not, just being in a place where you can, where you have the freedom to actually yep. teach um, is just incredibly appealing. So, you know, we've, if you, if that, we if that, if that, you. If that, yeah, if that yeah. inspires you, be in touch. You know, yes. we're, we're, we're easy to find our, our numbers on the, on the, on the diocesan website or call a school near you yeah call to the office of catholic schools uh the the phone number is 856-583-6103 lisa laria will be uh much willing to you know take your information we'll follow up from there so and there's some jobs available as as we've mentioned on our website as well for for anyone thinking about it right now catholic schools schools. yes absolutely so take a look there bobby uh, i think it's your turn to tell us what your most look looking forward to so as bill was talking i wrote i had wrote a couple of notes down actually Look and at he, that. he said the kids need you and he was referring to teachers and the thing that i love both best uh, and the most about my work is uh, working with teachers mm. and helping them professionally grow and providing you know the term we use is professional development for you know for them as educators and um i enjoy going to schools and working with ki- uh, the teachers and I, I like to say I do that on behalf of the kids in a lot of ways I mean that's the you know we're trying to ultimately do what's best for the kids and help the kids grow um, academically spiritually um, and we do that through the teachers and as I get more opportunities to go and work with more teachers it, by school or this year as I had mentioned before we're returning to uh, in person uh, regionally teacher professional development that was one of the things I think that they missed the most um, as I do talk to teachers is they like being able to, to gather uh, gather and work with one another and pray together and just learn from one another um, because some in some cases we have like you know I'll use an example at a single graded uh, section school there is one fourth grade teacher. It's not like they have another fourth grade teacher to go and talk to. And, and so they, they love those opportunities to gather together. And I remember, um, it might have been, the, I think it was the 2020-21 school year, I actually started running um, Zoom sessions where I would say, anyone who's in a fourth grade teacher wants to come and join on Zoom and talk to one another, then 
if you're if you're coming here to just you know vent a little bit about all the anxieties and the challenges that you're facing that's fine but when you come and after we vent let's talk about some things that we're doing to help each other uh, to meet those challenges um, and I, I was surprised that I would receive about I usually had about 25 to 30 people per session um, from around the, the system and they were always thankful that we did that and so again for me it's just those opportunities to help them gather together um, and, and grow um, because I think ultimately what that does for them is not only strengthen them as teachers um, but also their authenticity and how they um, work with the kids and how they communicate with the kids and um, for those of us who have worked in education you might have heard this before but kids spot a fake a mile away I mean they know pretty quickly if you you're there um, because you believe in them and you want them to be successful ultimately um, and so that's something that I'm looking forward to overall um, and as I, I mentioned before for the upcoming professional developments we're talking about just assessment um, and helping them grow and using data to uh, help them understand what the kids needs are and to better uh, serve those needs that's wonderful Sister Rose, I think it's now your turn. Well, um, we've been doing a lot of talking about uh, student, or about the uh, principals, the leaders, and teachers, and uh, I'm kind of excited because of the opportunity that I believe is uh, pre has presented itself here lately in about the past month or so that will be continuing into this year, and that is uh, the opportunity to revisit the whole school choice issue in the state of New Jersey, which would eventually, which would ultimately help. Uh, students who uh, cannot attend our schools because they cannot afford it uh, to do so. So um, just want to make, uh, put in a word for the educational uh, choice for children, educational choice for children act, which is a uh, federal bill which has come up recently in the Congress, it's, uh, sponsored by Senator Bill Cassidy and Representative Jackie Wolorski. And what we're asking is for all of uh, our constituents, all of our listeners here, all of our uh, parent populations and school communities to uh, contact their uh, congressmen, their people in the United States Senate, and um, re their representatives from the state of New Jersey uh, in speak in support of uh, this bill. They need uh, co-sponsors for the bill right now when they... Congress comes back next week, the, they will be looking for co-sponsors from other senators and representatives for this bill. And uh, what the bill is all about is that uh, it's an opportunity scholarship program for students who uh, would, uh, whose parents would like to send them to a Catholic school and who need help in, in, with tuition to do so. So it's uh, not a, not a new federal program. It's a program that's going to be funded uh, by individual and corporate philanthropy donations for scholarships. And it's, it's really the first time in about 10 years now that we've been able to ha have some excitement around and a seeming groundswell for, for the whole idea of school choice in terms of this uh, Educational Choice for Children Act. The, um, the act is being supported by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the Committee on Catholic Education, as well as by the New Jersey Catholic Conference. Uh, Marinella, you know that you and I are serving on an ad hoc committee led by Dr. George Corwell of the New Jersey Catholic Conference to uh, sort yeah. of flesh out some of this as we go through the fall. 
Yeah, I'm very excited about this because this is something that whenever you mentioned this before in the past few years, um, it felt like, you know, it was a, a dead end, like you would not uh, be able to even fight for it. But I think uh, this is a new opportunity. Uh, we don't know where it's going to take us, but at, I think at the very least it's, it's going to advance on this work and, you know, make us closer to that goal. And the goal is to make sure that, you know, parents are the ones that are, uh, you know, have the power to decide where they want to send the, their kids to um, be taught and to be educated. And so um, as part of the education they want to provide, sometimes people don't have the funds to do that and they they, they don't have the money. And uh, we would love to welcome everybody in our Catholic schools and we try to do our best with financial aid, but, you know, it's not always enough. So we want to have more and we want to provide the service to everybody who would like like to benefit from uh, a Catholic education. So people who may say, uh, I'm not into politics, I don't get involved into any of that. It is really important that you make your voice heard uh, if you want to change in, in your communities and, and where you are. So we're thankful to be part of this and excited about, you know, where God would lead us. Yeah, and we, and we have the action alert, the link that you can uh, then reach out to your member of Congress on our social media we page. We make it easy. We make, we're making it as easy as, how, as possible. How easy is it? It takes five minutes. It takes five, five minutes. What it's right at the top do? of the page of our social media page. So if you search South Jersey Catholic Schools, right at the top of the page is a fun graphic designed by me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hold, hold for applause. And uh, and there's the link to the action alerts right there. You it's Some of it's pre-populated, and you can put your own personal message sure. in there. And then it goes right to your you know regional respective members of Congress so really get on it and, and, and you know, do it because it is important I do it all the time with this action alerts and my computer actually has you know all my information saved yep. so all I do is I put an M for Marianella and everything comes down so it's you super, know it can super be easy. as easy as that yeah. so we don't make you write anything you don't have to even make a phone call you can just send that email out and they will get it so and we've learned from our past successes that it really is uh, the, the that there is strength in numbers and that we really need everybody to uh, to do the action alert to get their to get themselves signed on to the bill and to the support for the bill yeah Absolutely. Sir, I want to applaud you, by the way, because um, having been in New Jersey and, and working on these types of things before, the voter voice, for example, or some of the numbers that I see come out, um, Camden always has the highest numbers. And I think that's a right. tribute to you, Camden, <laughs> yes, believe absolutely. it or not. Well, I think it's a tribute to all of us and to certainly getting it out there and keep, keeping it out there and encouraging our, mm -hmm. our principals to do the same. But it, st it starts with letting people know about letting it. And I think, know, that, yeah, yeah. I think that comes absolutely comes mm -hmm. for you. And the, the impact, I think, that it can have, and we've been talking about all the benefits of Catholic school, the stuff we're excited about, and, and the reality is um, Catholic schools are not uh, – are, are out of the price range. Uh, not that we make them intentionally expensive, but, uh, you know, we do everything we can to keep the cost down. But at some point, you know, we're schools of choice and independent and, and – they, we need we, to pay our bills. We need to pay the bills. <laughs> um, but what we've been talking about is opening those those benefits up to even more kids, you know, so that price is not a uh, cost is not a factor, and that's what this this effort would really do. And so it's um, it's very just, I, I think, and and consistent with our understanding and our 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 Catholic faith that we would support this.
Yeah, this is exciting. So I think it's my turn. It is your turn. It is my turn. I think, you know, one of the things I'm uh, very excited about this year is to be able to support uh, more of our advancement directors on their work and kind of like see the implementation of a lot of the ideas that they had to kind of like not implement in the past few years because of our regulations and now you know they're excited about being able to do more stuff um as the enrollment director you know a very important piece of enrollment management is you know retention strategies and all of those uh, cute little events that you guys uh, see if you're part of a catholic school and you know uh providing the best experience ever for those families that are part of our schools. So um, I think I'm excited about that uh, this year to just kind of like see it happening and, and provide that support for our advancement directors. It's, it's a great um, kind of like experience for me and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I, I, and, and as I share, sort of share uh, the the group, the uh, our advancement directors who handle the enrollment, and, and among a lot of other things, um, it is exciting to to really work with them as as Bobby works with the teachers and and uh, Bill works with the principals and everybody. You know, our team works with the different units. This is going to be exciting, I think, especially for us this year to really help them make the next you know make the next step. Yeah. In, in their messaging, and also great. like you know strategizing of new ways in which you know we can support our schools in terms of enrollment management mm-hmm. it's it's uh, always in the back of my mind like how can we make uh, everybody's experience uh, better in terms of like we try to facilitate the work that our principals do with their advancement directors sometimes not all schools have one but mm-hmm. you know our role here in the office of Catholic schools is to uh, provide the support needed by our principals and uh, staff at the schools so that they can do their jobs better and so that our clients and parents can have uh, a wonderful experience. So so that's what we are about. Yeah, agreed. Well, I think we're about time to wrap up. So uh, I think first we want to say thank you to our guests, um, sure, you know, yeah. for coming in, and, and we wish you uh, the best on the school year, as as we hope for all ourselves and our parents and our either the staff members at our schools, the teachers and the principals. We're we're looking forward to an exciting year, and personally, thank you for uh, allowing me to sort of run the ship with you this time on the podcast <laughs> and try and try out a, uh, a lifelong dream for me. So this was exciting. We'll refer to you now as the Mike B of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that works. That yeah, be Mike, okay? Mike B works Mike for B. me. Yeah. And let's remind our listeners that there's still time to enroll in yes. our Catholic schools. Remember that we have an open enrollment policy. So that means that you can enroll at any time of the year, depending if there's a space and availability, you talk to the principal first. But uh, we just want to remind you that, you know, if you are already enrolled and you have changed your mind and you want to come and try at Catholic schools, please feel free to do so. We have our websites at jerseycatholicschools.org and also the uh, Office of Catholic Schools phone number 856-583-6103. And you can call us and we can find a school near you that best suits your needs. Yeah, we'd be excited to do it. So uh, again, thank you everyone. And and we wish everyone uh, listening a a wonderful rest of your week and, and a good school year. Happy school year!